Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day, there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today we're going to be talking about one of those things that people don't want to talk about, and that's taxes. But trust me, folks, you're going to be really glad to be listening to this program because we're not talking about paying more. We're talking about the potential for getting more. Whoa, what a concept. And we're going to be talking about a lot of other fun stuff, too. So please join me in welcoming Doug Mayer to our program today. Welcome, Doug. How are you doing? Doing fantastic. Thank you, Deb. Very excited to be here. Great, great. Well, let me tell people a little bit about you. And it is a little bit, I was telling you before the show, oh my gosh, shortest bio I think I've ever been sent. Um, but that's great because it gives us so much more time to chat. So Doug Mayer is the co-founder and CEO of Archetype Consulting Group, where he leads their growth strategy operations while strengthening the firm's strategic relationships with attorneys and tax professionals to benefit ACG's clients. We're also going to be talking about how Doug and his company have partnered with C-Suite Network to provide a, a great service. But again, Doug, welcome. Thank you so much. I very much appreciate the intro. It's even shorter as I, I find people who are better than me and I hire them. That's probably the best way to describe it. You know, and isn't that just the best way to be doing work? Um, mm -hmm. I, you know, we, we've all seen the, the things that say, you know, the great leader is the, you know, is, is the dumbest person in the room. Um, you know, and, and because, yeah, they should be, you know, you should always be surrounding yourself with people who know more that you can learn from, you know, all of those various things. So great. And when you, when you drop ego mm -hmm. and, and you concentrate on what you're good at and you understand uh, your boundaries, mm -hmm. it makes for a very good working situation right. for everyone. Right. And there's obviously, you know, that person is the leader as opposed to the boss. Yes, very much so. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I, I always love finding out from my guests how they got to where they are today. So tell us how you discovered that, at least for right now, this is your passion in life. This is definitely my passion in life, and I appreciate the question. Um, very non-traditional route for what I'm doing now. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> so the earliest part of my career was working for a software company, which kind of led to my love of automation, my love okay. of systems, um, and anything that's tech from an efficiency standpoint. Mm -hmm. By no means was I a programmer, Was no by no means was I at that point somebody who understood project management. Mm -hmm. um, but it was more the fact that I knew that efficiency and being able to deal with things on a standardized, systemized basis was, you know, uh, was my path in life. Mm -hmm. um, so we, I was working for a firm that did e-discovery. So basically they, we talked to general counsels and we talked to litigation experts and we created a system that basically helped them out during the discovery process um, for document retention, mm -hmm. right? So I loved the work. I loved how it was built. I'm a sales guy at heart. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was out on the road and I loved it. Mm -hmm. uh, from there, though, there was something missing. Um, it was sales, sales, sales. And mm -hmm. I'm a builder. Right. I love to build things. I love new projects. Mm -hmm. I'm that person that definitely gets bored with idle hands. Um, and so even though I did fantastic and, and I love the people I met, uh, I had to find something different. So I was approached by somebody uh, into something I had no idea about, which was starting a recruiting company from scratch. Ah. Um, and we were in the healthcare field dealing with physicians, executives, mm -hmm. um, which kind of led me down the road, mm -hmm. but it was a startup. It was, we didn't even have a conference table and mm -hmm. it was dialing 400 times a day. Oh. And I said, you know what? It's the building, mm -hmm. right? It's right. from scratch, ground mm -hmm. floor. You're never going to have opportunities like this. And the person that ended up being my mentor mm -hmm. had done it for 30 years, sold his business, moved on. And so I, I trusted that mm -hmm. there was a blueprint to learn from, right? Mm -hmm. um, we did very well, uh, you know, got to uh, eight figures in about five years, had mm -hmm. 40 employees. I was number two the whole time and got mm -hmm. to learn everything. But 
the best part about it that led to my success going forward was I just said yes to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to build a new CRM who wants to sit on the phone and learn about custom fields for hours. That's me. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to enter a new market. Who wants to try that? That's me. Mm-hmm. Right. And because I took ownership on the business mm-hmm. and it was, it meant a lot to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, after about five years, we did fantastic, had multiple divisions. Uh, my wife and I were going to make a move down to Texas <clears throat> um, and for family reasons. Uh, so I was looking for something. There was another group that was uh, had stalled. Mm-hmm. I've been around for about 15, 20 years mm-hmm. in the recruiting industry as well. Different specialties, different kind of executive CEOs mm-hmm. too. Um, and I came in and they needed somebody to kind of start that back up. Okay. So um, was there in about two years, doubled revenues mm-hmm. um, and had a whole new sales team underneath me, new mm-hmm. markets. It was fantastic. But then you get to ceilings, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. I'm the entrepreneur at heart. I'm that builder at heart. I will self-sabotage because I just believe in my own abilities that mm-hmm. I have to do things that I care about mm-hmm. um, and things that interest me. Um, or I'm not my best self. Okay. So another five years there did Mm -hmm. fantastic. Um, You know, we were, you know, well over 60 million in revenue Mm -hmm. um, as a company. And I said, I'm doing this on my own. Mm -hmm. It's the time. I just Mm -hmm. had my first daughter um, and my wife looked at me wide eyed and said, now, really? Yeah. Paycheck yeah. benefits. <laughs> oh yeah. And uh, we just got through Hurricane Harvey and I said, oh, why not? Sure. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so we started that executive recruiting. Uh, I've had that business to this day. Um, it's not really as much as we do. We will do special requests every once in a while, mm-hmm. but primarily focused in finance, family office, private equity, and tax. Okay. Right. So um, did that, was very successful at that, mm-hmm. but it led me into this whole world of finance mm-hmm. um, and then crossed it over with the litigation side that I had had from the past. And mm-hmm. it was just love at first sight. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I met my partner, Andrew, uh, my business partner, who he is a finance genius. Uh, mm-hmm. He's worked at uh, litigation finance firms. He's worked mm-hmm. at law firms. He's done complex financial modeling. He's a consultant mm-hmm. for some of the largest institutions uh, in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And we decided to start a litigation finance company mm-hmm. right at, uh, right before COVID. Ah. And so that was another interesting turn. But mm-hmm. hey, the one that wants to always say yes and mm-hmm. even yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we started that. We have that to this day where we lend money to, um, you know, PI attorneys, to people in uh, IP and patent litigation, okay. to mass torts. Mm-hmm. But it's really for growth firms. It's mm. just for, you know, you have to have a strong track, track record, mm-hmm. uh, ethical. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's we always say that it's conscious capital, mm-hmm. right? It's ethical capital to those who are doing good. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is who we lend to. And then that has led into Archetype Consulting, which is mm-hmm. what our current primary baby love of our life has mm-hmm. been because it's allowed us to reach so many small business mm-hmm. owners. Um, and that is where we do um, some esoteric asset valuations for large firms. Mm-hmm. But really, it's focused on the employee retention tax credit. Um, and then we also do uh, business interruption claims during COVID mm-hmm. uh, so that we can help represent the small businesses that don't have the traditional access to a large firm right. Uh, right. for litigation, as well as complex tax mm-hmm. structuring and attorneys that usually would cost her for a retainer. Mm-hmm. And my partner, Andrew, and I decided we're mm-hmm. doing everything on contingency because we're third generation small business owners mm-hmm. on all both of our sides. Mm-hmm. You need to give to those with the ideas, right. the driving motivation, mm-hmm. and that's kind of our goal. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, and that actually made me think about a conversation I had with somebody just a couple of days ago about how many businesses were were able to get through the last two years. You know, mm-hmm. there were were PPEs, there were all sorts of things, but now what they're seeing are you know things are back to <clears throat> normal, right? Um, that's mm-hmm. never happened. The people who say, I want it to be like January of 2020. Yeah, that's never going to happen, mm-hmm. folks. Get over it. But this person was saying that what the, the businesses that he deals with are seeing is when all of those incentives were were gone through, you know, and, and so the, the companies were able to pay their bills. They were able to do those things. Now they don't have that. And so he thinks that the next two years are actually really going to be the struggle where things are supposed to be normal, 
but they're not because we got that boost. We got those incentives and, and those have gone away, you know, and so now people are having to figure out, wait a minute, now what world are we living in? It's a, it was a false boost. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, and I say that not as an economist or anybody, I say right. that as mm-hmm. someone on the daily is dealing with mm-hmm. 20, 30, 40, 50 different small businesses that mm-hmm. I haven't talked to before. And they're telling us their stories. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, Yes, the money came in, but it's now it's supply chain issues, right. especially mm-hmm. in the hospitality industries. Mm-hmm. It's inflation. It's, uh, you know, because of inflation, consumers are not buying certain products. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nice to have and not a need to have. Mm-hmm. And they don't know how to manage that. Right. And, and just like you said is, you know, PPP is gone, mm-hmm. right? The Restaurant Revitalization Act is gone. The last mm-hmm. time they put it up for, uh, for a bill, it was rejected and it wasn't added into the newest $1.2 trillion bill. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as EIDL. And, and there's really nothing left, mm-hmm. right? And, and it's, you're on your own. Mm-hmm. Thanks for playing. And let's see how right. you do. Yeah. Hey, that's um, great that you survived the pandemic. Meh. <laughs> now we have a list of problems that mm-hmm. you're going to have to figure out on your own. And that's where we come in. And, you know, and I'm sure we will talk about it in length and no one wants to talk about taxes forever, mm-hmm. but it's why we got into this is because mm-hmm. it truly was the, the, the last bastion of money. Um, that can help people out to get through this time. Mm-hmm. Right. So let's go back and, and talk about that because one of the things that that your firm does, and you've partnered with C-Suite Network to 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 provide this service, is information and and how to work through the process for the and it you know like any government thing it has an acronym but it's the Employee Retention Tax Credit, which I'm sure most people who are listening to this or watching this they just went. Ugh. So yeah. tell us what it is. And more importantly, tell us about why it's so important. Yeah. So uh, to, to not bore anybody, trust me, I'm not a tax person. So I'm, I'm just like you. Um, my my partner is our tax attorney and mm-hmm. I'm the builder. So uh, in short, it's a payroll tax credit. And okay. to start off, people need to understand is that it is not a loan. Mm-hmm. It is not um, something that you have to worry about paying back or certain fees. It's cash that you earned. And mm-hmm. I tell people this all the time. Mm-hmm. You, business owners are the ones that suffered during the pandemic, mm-hmm. but you are the ones that ended up trying to keep everybody on payroll that you could. Mm-hmm. This is your reward, right? This is cash to you that has nothing to do with, uh, you know, earmarked for certain things is that mm-hmm. you are entitled to this money mm-hmm. and you need to get it. But the, the actual gist of the program was it came out during the CARES Act, same thing as PPP, mm-hmm. um, but there's a lot of confusion around it because it was such a small piece of it mm-hmm. and that it started out with $5,000 per employee per year, but you couldn't take PPP and this and you couldn't right. mix program. Right, yeah. And so people went, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, like we talk about is no one reads the fine print, mm-hmm. right? And it's tax. IRS scary. I'm not going to talk right. to them. Right. And, and people are like, I'm just, I don't want, I don't want to apply for it because I don't ever want them to know I exist. Right. <laughs> if you're listening right now, please, by all means, call us because this is not that I've been a small business owner that didn't deal with tax before. Mm-hmm. I know how you feel. This is not that get mm-hmm. your money. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, so it was, when it was rolled out originally, um, they started realizing as PPP dried up mm-hmm. and then these other programs dried up, there's no more cash to put back to business owners to get us through that time. Mm -hmm. So the IRS started changing the guidance, making it more favorable every time for business owners. The IRS did something positive? No. Oh, (laughs) yes. And and not only that, they changed it four different times Mm -hmm. during uh, 2021 alone that Mm -hmm. the big piece of this that I want people to understand is it's not a small credit. Mm -hmm. And this might be to the IRS's downfall that they they created one that was on such a large scale. But um, in 2021, it's up to a cap of $7,000 per employee per quarter. Oh, wow. Right. You're talking so about that's 21000 no, $28,000. It is why I so, hire somebody so, to do my numbers. So we, <laughs> our average for qualified business mm-hmm. is over $200,000 in cash wow. to them from mm-hmm. the IRS. Mm-hmm. Cash is yours. Mm-hmm. Um and that is, you really qualify if you have one W-2 employee mm-hmm. up to for that 2021 period is up to 500, but the, we'll get into the kind of ins and outs of that. It's it's misleading. You mm-hmm. can definitely have over 500 and how it's calculated, hence mm-hmm. the fine print mm-hmm. that no one reads and right. therefore no one's taking mm-hmm. advantage of. Yeah. A company the size of Walmart, eh. 
But, you know, somebody who has, you know, a, maybe a, a manufacturing business, things like that. I mean, they they definitely should look into this. Absolutely. And and the one thing I will add to that is this is the this is probably one of the most significant tax credits that's ever been in my will be because it's all 50 states. Mm -hmm. um, it's irregardless of industry. Mm -hmm. So for us is we do a lot with uh, business interruption insurance and mm -hmm. COVID and we're kind of tip of the spear and who mm -hmm. was hurt and what cut, what counties were mm -hmm. had restrictions. And so that's naturally how mm -hmm. Andrew and I worked mm -hmm. um, is let's go to the most hurt areas first, right. mm -hmm. hardest restrictions. Mm -hmm. As we started rolling that out, we realized everyone's qualifying, mm -hmm. Right. And I don't mean everyone, but there's no industry that has a segment that, you know, 80% don't qualify. Mm -hmm. It's all over 50%. It's right. just a matter of how did you run mm -hmm. your business? Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that, that comes back to, you know, the, the fact that by government classification, what do they say? 95% of all businesses are small businesses, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I mean, that's a pretty big cap for, for, um, you know, some yeah. people they're making many, many millions. And I always love that definition because I'm like, I don't compete with somebody who's making 50 million a year, but, um, but it does mean that, you know, and, and this isn't obviously uh, specifically to small business, but it is, you know, it just shows that there are so many businesses that, that really can, can benefit from this. Well, it was rolled out for small business. The intended, um, and this is why things sometimes get rushed in legislation. Um, and if not, I'm very happy that this tax credit exists. So thank mm -hmm. you to the IRS. Um, but it was meant for small business. It really is meant for that 5, 10, 15, 20 person mm -hmm. uh, business. Mm -hmm. But with so many changes to the rules, you've now included groups that, you know, technically you can have up to several thousand employees mm -hmm. um, and how it's calculated. And you mm -hmm. still qualify because it's based on payroll, mm -hmm. right? It's based on the, there's an hourly requirements right. to it. That just because you have, like in the restaurant industry, we mm -hmm. always use the example is mm -hmm. a lot of people are part-time. Right. So, and it gets very confusing there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you can take a group that owns multiple restaurants and, you know, you might own five or six mm -hmm. and you have a thousand employees. Mm -hmm. Well, when you run the calculations, mm -hmm. you're at 240 based on the IRS objective requirement, you qualify. Okay. No one no one knows that and, and CFOs mm -hmm. and, and it's not mm -hmm. their fault. It was a very lengthy well, one-time credit. And and the assumption I, would be that people assume well it only applies for full time employees. Um, you know, obviously consultants are different because you're not you're not W twoing them, you're ten ninety nineing them. So you know that's that's a little bit different. But but yeah, you know anybody like you were saying, any, you know the the W two is the 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 qualification. You have to be a W-2. Um, and also you you can't be a, a W-2 owner or, you know, we get them sometimes where you have a family business where mm -hmm. your four members are W-2, but you're right. also all split equity owners. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you, you can't be, you don't count if you actually have a, a you know, ownership of the business. Right. Um, but, but other than that, if you have one W-2, you can get your, your money on that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the, the biggest thing was, is that, uh, you know, if, if you're a CFO or if you're mm -hmm. somebody talking and I learned this through my family office connections and on um, private equity is that they all told me they saw their requirements on 500 employees mm. and they passed. They didn't right. look at it. Yeah, they just saw that number and went, nope. You need to talk to us or your CPA mm -hmm. because there's such there's 200 different FAQs on how this thing is done that no one pays attention to. Mm -hmm. And it's never been done before. Right. Um, and so so when people say, oh, why did my CPA talk to me about mm -hmm. this? It's not. They didn't know about it. Mm -hmm. And it changed so many times that no one grasped it, mm -hmm. right? Um, and it wasn't a lot of money in the beginning and then it became a lot of money later on. So it's there's very few people that actually can do it correctly, get you to maximize the credit, but also know if you don't qualify, you know, hopefully you don't claim it. Mm -hmm. And we've seen this happen is people claim it, they get paid and then they come to us afterwards to double check. You don't qualify. Like, uh oh, now you, you owe it back. It. Mm -hmm. Oh yes, you're going to owe it back and you're also going to have penalties and interest on it. Right. And I, this is a, a big, big push for us and why we do what we do. And, and this is a little aside is that I have a very large fear and mm -hmm. why we decided to make this our primary for the next couple of years is that a lot of people are going to get hurt. Mm -hmm. And the reason is, like you said, is that we got, finally got out of the last two years mm -hmm. and everybody should be, you know, okay. There's not a lot of programs, but 
the IRS is going to audit this. They're mm-hmm. paying it out. They're not really looking at it because they don't have the manpower. Mm-hmm. Merrick Garland just hired 200 attorneys to basically go over the IRS for COVID fraud. Mm. They're hiring 10,000 people in the IRS on a massive hiring spree on billions of dollars of budget. And they're trying to do this fraud. So in three years, there's a high likelihood if anybody took money out, especially for COVID related things, mm-hmm. but for this, they're going to be audited. Mm-hmm. We we give that peace of mind that if you qualify, you qualify. Right. If, if the IRS comes, mm-hmm. call me, here's yeah. your package. Mm-hmm. We'd love to mm-hmm. and justify for you. Right. Now, you know, is this a one-time tax credit or is it something that is is going to go forward? Does it need to be approved by Congress every year? I mean, what are the, you know, is Sorry. is it worth somebody going, okay, I've done it once. Ooh, this worked. So I need to pay attention and do it again. Or mm, I didn't qualify in 2021, but maybe I will in 2022. So uh, it's a one-time credit okay. um, because in the infrastructure bill actually um, killed the fourth quarter of 2021. Um to claim this again, it's a quarterly tax credit. And so we look at individual quarters. So you can mm-hmm. qualify in quarter one, not mm-hmm. two, but three, right? Mm-hmm. So we have, you can qualify in this um, basically from quarter two of 2020 all the way through quarter mm-hmm. three of 2021. Uh, however, I we encourage people to do it now because there's a misconception around two things. One um, is that it ended, so it's not available. No, right. no, this is the payroll tax rate. So you have three years from the okay. day the 941 is filed. Mm-hmm. So we technically have through 2023, kind of a little bit of 2024, mm-hmm. uh, that you can get your money. It's there, mm-hmm. but it will end at that day. Right. So it won't be available past three years plus quarter three, 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second thing, though, is the IRS is massively behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just understaffed. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've heard that. You know, they they keep telling people, please file electronically, please. <laughs> yes, and this is not something that you can do that for. Mm-hmm. And so it's six to eight months uh, that sometimes it takes to get paid on this. Okay. Um, and that's why we streamlined the process mm-hmm. to cut that down. Um, and we manage it the whole time mm-hmm. so that our average is right in that four and a half, five month. We tell people six, mm-hmm. seven, mm-hmm. Um, but we take that worry out from them because mm-hmm. we're the ones updating them on the process. Right. But this is not, hey, we filed on Friday. We get the check on Monday. Absolutely not. Um, there's That would be a wonderful thing. And, and I would love to work towards that. Wouldn't one we day, love if, if the government was that efficient? Holy cow. <laughs> I'd be a lot of money back to them, though, to, to, to uh, budget for that. So uh, I don't want to pay more tax, but right. it would be a nice service. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, I, I love that you mentioned that, you know, if if you didn't already apply and you qualified, you can still apply. Absolutely. So it wasn't uh, you, you, you lost it. No. And it, it kind of goes into, uh, you know, it's not a widely known program. The IRS didn't. Really well, home. yeah. I mean, they don't want to go. Hello, we have money. Well, it's also, <laughs> it's also. I mean, and to that point is mm-hmm. PPP. You know, you might get forgiveness, but you also mm-hmm. own a portion of that. Right. This is just we owe you money, mm-hmm. and oh, by the way, it's probably a lot of money, mm-hmm. and there's a finite end to it. So I, I have no clue what their their reasons for it is, but it's something that is just flown under the radar mm-hmm. and less, you know, uh, there's just such a small crowd that doesn't know about this thing is that, um, but yeah, the, people can qualify for this um, and it doesn't take much on our end. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of paperwork that goes involved. And again, that's how we streamline and we do everything mm-hmm. for everybody. But um, I highly encourage people because mm-hmm. the amount of times that people have told us that mm-hmm. I don't qualify, mm-hmm. right. And, and there is a revenue test mm-hmm. um, where you have to have a certain amount of decline in revenue, not Profit, just revenue. Right. Um, right. Qualify for this, but I don't qualify. I don't qualify. I don't qualify. Mm-hmm. You know, and then we come back and we run it with all the different variants that you can now qualify under. Uh, and now you have $400,000 that'll be due to you in six months. That's not bad. Mm-hmm. No, it's a good day for people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm definitely, that's, that's the joy we get on the phone when they mm-hmm. say, is it real? It can't be real. It's not mm-hmm. real. And they get a check and they screenshot it and send it to us. And they go, it's real. Mm-hmm. Of course it's real. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, and uh, I always ask my guests for speaking points. And one of the ones that was sent said that only 12% of the businesses have even claimed this tax credit. 
Yeah, so the NFIB is one that we watch a lot, National mm -hmm. Federation of Independent Business. Uh, there's other publications, too, that are really watching this credit mm -hmm. and who's claimed it because it's it's such a powerful mm -hmm. and significant credit that's going to help businesses. Mm -hmm. um, so number one, uh, so it was 12%. It's closer to 15 now, but it's such a – for being out for two years, 15% mm -hmm. of businesses have claimed it for 2021. And the last polling showed something like 54% have never even heard of it. Mm -hmm. Um, <clears throat> there's a serious gap that we have to bring this mm -hmm. to the market. And again, thank you so much for letting us do that. Right. Um, but, but there's a reason why is number one is it because it was changed so many different times and, mm -hmm. you know, uh, no one really knew what it was and PPP was the big winner of the day, mm -hmm. but then also CPA firms and CFOs, it was such a confusing legis legislation mm -hmm. that no one wanted to touch it or they mm -hmm. thought they didn't qualify. Um, that it is just something that is not known as a resource. And, and mm -hmm. we need to get the word out because the majority of people are qualifying for at least something mm -hmm. under this program. Right. You know, and, and you also mentioned that, you know, maybe you applied and you were declined, but things mm -hmm. keep changing. So keep checking. Too many people have, uh, they looked at it in March of 2021, or mm -hmm. they looked at it at the end of December 2020, and they said, oh, we didn't qualify. Well, there's three more guidances after that that mm -hmm. changed every time. I mean, to the point now where you could have taken PPP and it's not even equated in the eligibility portions mm -hmm. now per the last guidance for your revenue test. Mm -hmm. So if you thought you didn't qualify in March, run it again. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's have somebody who specializes in this, mm -hmm. not somebody who has like a little general knowledge because right. they're going to maximize it for mm -hmm. you. Right. Well, and, you know, like we were saying, many times you think, oh, I didn't, you know, didn't qualify, eh. but, yeah. but yeah, it's, and, and, and you do have to know how to go back in and check correctly, you know, and, and because I'm assuming it's not just that they go, Oh, looky. Yes, you do qualify. There's probably a little bit of procedure to go. Oh, okay. Now I do qualify. Now what? Yeah. So for us, um, we try to take a very complex tax credit, mm -hmm. uh, that has multiple different arms to it. Mm -hmm. And we turn it into something that is the lowest touch system for a business owner. Mm -hmm. Go run your business. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't need you to know all of the 9,000 different ways until you qualify. And I right. tell you which way you qualified. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but because of that, it's what scares people off. Mm -hmm. Payroll companies say that they help out with this, but they're not determining your eligibility. And we, mm -hmm. we warn people against mm -hmm. that is that. You're, yeah, they, you're, they, and they don't even get that information really. No. And, and, you know, we work with a lot of the payroll companies and we mm -hmm. appreciate them and how they work with us. It's just not in their purview to right. do. And so mm -hmm. they're going to file your 941s. Mm -hmm. You can give them your revenue numbers mm -hmm. and you could technically qualify on that, mm -hmm. on the revenue in a case, but you're clicking a button that says you've determined your eligibility, mm -hmm. you know, and an indemnification against it. And then they run it. Well, if you own multiple businesses, that's a that now is called an aggregate employer technically, and you now have five businesses that uh -oh. mm -hmm. maybe you don't qualify now, mm -hmm. right? And now you're on your own. But but yeah, for for this, we take that whole process, mm -hmm. and it's a conversation for 15 minutes with us mm -hmm. to understand your business, and then we do the document collection mm -hmm. for you minus the PLs, and mm -hmm. we work with the payroll companies, and we work with. Um, you know, your, your bookkeepers and, uh, you know, if you use QuickBooks so that literally it's pretty much a process that in less than five business days, cool. you had a 15 minute conversation right. and now you can see if you claimed mm -hmm. it. Right. You know, and, and we mentioned that you have partnered with C-Suite Network on this. And so they've actually created a really simple little initial thing to, to go through um, just to even see if, if it's worth kind of having that conversation. <clears throat> And that's, you know, just, you know, the, their website is c-suite-erc-taxcredit.com. I actually had to make it even bigger so that I could get all the right <laughs> E's in there. But yeah, so it's c-suite-erc-taxcredit.com. And there's a little box on there that says calculate your potential ERTC tax credit mm -hmm. in less than a minute. And then you just start going through the process. Yeah, I mean, for, it was important for us for people to see it. Mm -hmm. um, and, and you can click you know, the whole yes, no, yes, no, and get through 10 questions and then we call you. Right. But it, And it's it, about a 60 second process, folks. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, that's, that's the, the important thing is this is not, you know, giving away your life story. 
Oh, yes. And because we think first of who our clients are. Mm-hmm. So it's the pizza shop owner, it's the plumber, it's, you know, the small recruiting firms. It's you had so many things going on during the day as a person who's run those mm-hmm. firms before. Um, I, I One, tax. I don't want to hear about it. I'm bored. Mm-hmm. Two, IRS. I don't want to deal with it because mm-hmm. I don't know how they're going to get me. Um, and then three, I don't have the time to fill this mm-hmm. thing out. Right. So what we did was yes, no, yes, no show you the value of it. Mm-hmm. And if you do qualify or, or it is a large amount of money, mm-hmm. call us. Right? Right. But if not, right. no worries. Mm-hmm. And, and it doesn't take into effect mm-hmm. certain programs that, you know, we have to net out against that, but mm-hmm. we want people to see this is mm-hmm. possibly six figures. The largest right. we've seen for people is four, mm-hmm. uh, four and a half million dollars for one specific quarter for a business. Wow. Yeah. It's not small. Mm-hmm. So it's not that $5,000 not worth my time, mm-hmm. even though $5,000 would be worth most yeah. of the time. Yeah. Well, and the important thing is it takes one W-2, one W-2, folks. If you, you know, if you, if you issue one W-2, it's worth at least, you know, exploring this. Absolutely. And, and it's, let somebody do it who understands how you qualify. Right. And I'll say it so many times mm-hmm. because there's so many different ways that this leads down that mm-hmm. you might assume you don't, and then mm-hmm. we find out you had equity or your business partner has equity another business mm-hmm. or you categorize some it, it, and industries are different mm-hmm. that in such a small amount of time less than five business days mm-hmm. you will have peace of mind mm-hmm. knowing you didn't leave money on the table mm-hmm. but if you did it was done correctly right that is right. our goal for this whole yeah. thing i mean maybe you don't qualify but you tried that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. So, so we tell people all the time, if you don't qualify, that means you did well during the pandemic. We are so happy mm-hmm. that right. for some mm-hmm. reason you were resilient mm-hmm. enough or you found a, a different niche. And we, you know, we find these stories that just, it motivates me as a business owner. Mm-hmm. It makes me happy to see, you know, American ingenuity and everything else, because, you know, especially when states that had certain restrictions, you know, they had to be creative. They had to come mm-hmm. up with new product lines. They, like we had one in Florida where, you know, a certain bakery, you know, was about to go out of business. Mm-hmm. And so they went door to door to universities and schools trying to get a contract, ends up getting a contract with Florida State University. And they're open for two years and did better than ever. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy that you don't qualify. I know. Yeah, because you did. You were a survivor. You you did that <clears throat> pivot word. Um, yes. Yeah. You know, I it don't. I never want to hear that word again, right? Um, <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, it's it. Yeah, if you don't qualify, it's because you did good. Um, yeah. You know, and and so that's that's important. Well, you know, Doug, one of the things that that you talked about in when you were talking about how you got to where you are today is you have. Each time you've taken a step in your career, you're you're building on things. You know, you took this knowledge and now you're doing this. And you started this portion of your business in the pandemic. What the heck were you thinking? (laughs) And and what? Yeah. (laughs) Ask my wife. She she would not be happy about that. She's happy where it ended up. But um, I'm I'm a risk taker. That's what she loves about me. Um, Mm -hmm. And she knew it before she married you, I'm sure. So. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, so it's not necessarily something that is the smartest thing to do. It just goes back to our core beliefs and Mm -hmm. Andrew and I are very aligned. That's why we do very well together Mm -hmm. is that, uh, we represent those who are not able to represent themselves. It's Mm -hmm. the true underdogs because we feel so Mm -hmm. privileged in our life to be where we are. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we've seen the other side of finance. We've seen the other side of litigation where it's money, it's greed, it's, Mm -hmm. it's all of these things. And it's just so against who we are that we saw COVID. We saw how it was hurting small businesses. Mm-hmm. And literally I asked Andrew, well, what do we do? We have to do something. I don't know if it's small. I don't know if it's big, but we have the ability with the resources we have. Mm-hmm. What do we do? And so uh, Andrew uh, actually made a name for himself during uh, the Deepwater Horizon oil spill. Mm-hmm. And so he was one of the main people who did the financial modeling for settlements and things like that. And there was a claims business Mm -hmm. that he was involved in uh, under a certain law firm. And uh, most of our team had been involved in that as well, um, Mm -hmm. as well as other things, Hurricane Harvey and Maria, but they have that background. And so uh, I looked at Andrew, like him and I always do when we pick up certain service lines. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, I I joke all the time that he is the guy that looks at a black hole and sees numbers. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I appreciate him for it. And I am the complete opposite, the builder. Mm -hmm. So we looked at a whiteboard and I said, hey, I need you to walk through the mechanics Mm -hmm. of that event Mm -hmm. and how that would work and how we would help people. Mm -hmm. Right. 
now I understand the playing field. And then I go into my hole for three weeks, three weeks to two months, three months. Build it. Mm-hmm. And I design all the infrastructure around it and the people. Mm-hmm. And so that we came up with originally was um, we did business interruption claims. Okay. Um, and so, you know, there was such a need for businesses that were hurt because COVID, the pandemic was such an unknown. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew's an attorney, Andrew uh, himself, as well as we have co-counsels in each state um, that look at these things and then they partner with them. But we run the financials and the claim side on, on uh, Archetype. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we just started aggregating all of these out because so many business owners were didn't know where to go. And no one and no no local attorneys were really taking this right. It, it was such an unknown, and they were struggling too. I mean, that's the um, other thing. And and to this day, it's still it's something that's evolving, and we think mm-hmm. that it's going to go in the right direction in a couple of years. Um, but it's it's a state by state, jurisdiction by jurisdiction thing, and we're in the the you know tip of the spear of it. So we design we design that business. And one thing about my background, like I had said in the beginning, was I'm a systems person. Mm-hmm. So E Myth the book. Mm-hmm. shaped my life greatly. Mm-hmm. Um, Ray Dalio's books on, you know, principles and how, you know, meritocracy, autonomy, mm-hmm. um, and then combine that with automation and mm-hmm. technology. That is how I've always designed my businesses. Mm-hmm. And so it's the least overhead cost possible for the highest quality, most effective mm-hmm. business. And the reason that we did that was, and we found that these business lines worked was I've been a part of too many businesses during downtimes that their fixed costs um, sank them. Right. Um, and, and they wouldn't make the hard decisions because mm-hmm. it was friends, it was family. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to let these people go. And it's, it's, they didn't understand the greater good. And so they suffered. Right. And I would never allow ourselves to do that. Mm-hmm. And then everything, and this is going to lead into the, the ERC, is that everything that Andrew and I do has to piggyback off of the foundation and the infrastructure that we've already built. Otherwise, mm-hmm. we won't do it. So the systems and the CRM that we use, the automations and the platforms that we use, mm-hmm. all would be integrated with a new service line, mm-hmm. or we're not going to rebuild it. Okay. And so, and we chose those very specifically things like you know Asana and project management tools mm-hmm. um, that, that we use because all of our people are remote. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew and I are based in Houston. We have one other uh, in Houston, but they're also in Miami. They're mm-hmm. in there's so many different places because from my work as a recruiter. Mm-hmm. I never wanted to be hurt by a talent pool that was only in my city. Mm-hmm. So that's how we built our business interruptions claims, which mm-hmm. we still do today. But then when this tax credit came out, mm-hmm. just like anybody listening to this that says there's no way, we had a client who mm-hmm. came to us and they said, hey, I want you to double check this. Yeah, we, we've heard about this thing. And I don't think I did it right. Mm-hmm. And he's a great friend of ours and I love him to death. And, and he knows that, you know, Andrew's background specifically. And, you know, we had multiple people with masters in accounting on our team. So we're definitely mm-hmm. qualified. But Andrew is that esoteric asset. I only do the strangest tax credits because I enjoy them. Mm-hmm. Kind of person. So Andrew and I sat down and we looked at it. And sure enough, $650,000 later for one venue. Ooh. And we ran it 50 times and kept looking at each other. There's no way and if it is it was not intended to be this right we said okay this has legs mm-hmm. um and so and people need this mm-hmm. because this business was hurting they were shut right. down they were an event place for weddings mm-hmm. and, and they were absolutely destroyed and that is now the difference in cutting half their staff mm-hmm. so that was our you know our, our give to our clients mm-hmm. basically was i now have to bring this to everyone because i don't know when we're going to settle on business interruption claims. I don't know mm-hmm. when the next newest stimulus thing is going to come out, but this is real. This is now, and this is not limiting. So we have mm-hmm. to do that. So we already had the clients, you know, we were all, had a couple hundred clients that we could go to directly because it was similar. And then we started realizing everyone is qualifying regardless of industry. Everyone has a story that there's something there and they have a friend and they have a nephew and they have people that own businesses and they need this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how we just said, all right, this is it. This mm-hmm. is what we're going to do for the next two, three years. And mm-hmm. we're going to devote all of our resources to it to make mm-hmm. sure that everybody gets what they're entitled to. Right. You know, and, and I think one of the things that we have definitely seen through this pandemic is everything is evolving. You know, we had the PPEs and now we have this. And, you know, things are going to continue to evolve at, or involve, <laughs> evolve. At you know, at all levels, as people try and and, and negotiate this, I, you know, I think one of the biggest things 
is obviously going to be the whole remote work from home. Um, you know, I, I, I have a, a friend who was in commercial realty. He said, nah, I mean, you know, it's, it is definitely the, um, one of the areas you don't want to be in because so many places have said, nah, we don't need that space anymore, whether they were leasing or are now saying we want to sell, um, you know, and, and so, you know, that, that could be an area where, you know, and it's, it's interesting down here in, in Georgia, one of the things that people were talking about was, can we turn some of those spaces into homeless housing? Mm-hmm. You know, things like that. And so I think we're going to see, you know, with, with all of this, I mean, we're seeing all of these new ideas that are being generated off of something that, you know, t- really, you know, we all know was, was something pretty horrific. Yeah. And, and I, I love how you say that because, you know, at, at the ethos of who I am as an individual is, mm-hmm. you know, my passion in life is entrepreneurship mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because it doesn't matter if you make 50,000 or 50 million, it's mm-hmm. the freedom that you get to dictate your life, how you right. live it, and you get to have mm-hmm. purpose, mm-hmm. which is the biggest thing is that you're working towards a goal that you created with mm-hmm. your own hands. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I challenge people because of the situation is be creative. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so many different avenues you can go down currently because there's so many needs in the market mm-hmm. that are unaddressed or have gone by the wayside mm-hmm. or struggling that you can now enter into because right. the barriers are down, mm-hmm. right? Um, but more importantly, you know, I love, I love the creativity of homeless houses for like downtown areas because mm-hmm. I would love to see that in Houston. Right. Um, but for us, it's you don't know what you are capable of until mm-hmm. you kind of understand mm-hmm. the playing field. I joke with Andrew all the time is I'm not going to start my start to play chess until I understand the rules and then I'll make a move. Mm-hmm. Right. So, right. Yeah. <clears throat> you're not going to go, okay, I'm taking this move. I don't know why. I'm just going to yeah. make this move. <laughs> If someone's starting out, I mean, you can go on Upwork, mm-hmm. right, and make money. You can go on any of these other places, mm-hmm. but then you start figuring out that you can outsource things, mm-hmm. right? I don't have to, like, I have a CISO who was originally a virtual CISO mm-hmm. because for data security, and he's taught mm-hmm. me so much. He's fantastic. He's the, mm-hmm. he's not only a good person, he's a culture fit for us. Mm-hmm. He's taught me so much. Uh, yeah, you're on, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I built that relationship. It's almost mm-hmm. like a I, I'm, I'm almost dating my senior level management before mm-hmm. I have to commit to it because, mm-hmm. you know, all of them came in on kind of a, a part-time basis until we said, Hey, I like what you do. Oh, I like what you do. Yeah. We should now all make this work rather than just jumping into an organization mm-hmm. saying, Hey, I'll give it 90 days. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then the other, the other part about it, and, and I'm sure Elena is very much the same, but I am a person that needs to be in the office. Um, that is, I am a, I'm a family man is my priority. I have a four-year-old. I have a two-year-old who's crazy and I love mm-hmm. Um And uh, I'm a very devoted husband. So when I walk in that door, work mm-hmm. is done. I need that separate space. Mm-hmm. And so how do I create the structure though? Because mm-hmm. I think anybody, and I'd recently heard a, a podcast done by um, the, the CEO of Apollo that they were talking about, they're all back in full time because he mm-hmm. struggled with the remote environment mm-hmm. management. I also struggle with that mm-hmm. from a standpoint of focus. Mm-hmm. And so I allow our, our employees to have, uh, you know, uh, basically co-working spaces mm-hmm. where wherever they're at, because mm-hmm. there's so many examples now of industrious and several others mm-hmm. where you're in multiple cities. Right. You have a membership to where now, oh, I'm in Utah. Oh, I can go out mm-hmm. in Salt Lake. I can go to that location. Oh, now mm-hmm. I'm back in Miami. I can go here. Mm-hmm. You have that flexibility, mm-hmm. but you also now gain back the structure mm-hmm. of if your home life is too chaotic or, you know, like me, kids, um, I love them to death, mm-hmm. but, you know, we all know the Zoom calls and they're knocking on the door and I love mm-hmm. you, but at the same time, not this one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, I like the people that, that have told their kids, unless you're bleeding, you don't interrupt me. <laughs> yeah. And we are, Andrew and I are very much like Andrew will always have his dog on. Um, mm-hmm. And so we're so fluid and flexible mm-hmm. about all of that. But and we've, we've all gotten used to that, right? Yeah, you know, we, we finally figured out it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, but there's definitely some where, you know, you need your focus. It's a very important one. You want to give respect to those clients mm-hmm. um, where it's a very serious conversation. And with us and, you know, the stuff that Andrew does in litigation, I mean, some mm-hmm. of them are very private conversations. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you need that. At least I have the option, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm sure your guests have talked about this, but I mean, claustrophobia for me mentally was a big thing during COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had to get out 
and, mm-hmm. and go to a different space right. to be the most efficient I could because mm-hmm. I'm a creative person. So it, it's it's done very well for us. And, and I encourage people to look at those options because they're not mm-hmm. as expensive as people think. Right. Well, and, you know, I think I think we really are going to see a combination um, because, you know, for, for many people, you know, the, the ability to have, say, a flexible schedule working from home worked really well. You know, for them, you know, doing the nine to five, ugh, you know, they might actually be their most creative at 11 o'clock at night. Um, you know, and, and and so I think, you know, some of those things were worked through, especially once kids got back into school. I think that, you know, that whole dynamic of everybody was home. I'm surprised anybody survived. Um, you know, that was just uh, something that, you know, and and blessings to everybody who did survive because it it was really chaotic. But, um, you know, I, like I've, I've home officed for 20 years. So, you know, I'm used to being home alone. I miss the networking events and I, and I, and I don't network in person. I'm still kind of holding off on some of those things. So I miss the social. And, and that I think is one of the things that employers have really discovered is that social aspect is one of the most important things The you know, you're, you're getting coffee together. And even if you're just talking about, you know, the, the, the hockey game that was on last night, somewhere in there, you might actually talk a little business, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so that's the, you know, I think that is one of the things that, especially the companies that said 100% remote, where, you know, I think they're discovering that they, you know, they're missing those little human touch points. Yeah. And it's not everybody, but as, you know, as the CEO of our companies. Um, and somebody who's been in management for what 17 years mm-hmm. um, that's a great theory mm-hmm. but in my opinion in all honesty to have um, the face-to-face interaction with those who are struggling or those who are training for the first six right. months I need to have that mm-hmm. that face-to-face interaction with mm-hmm. them so they know that I'm committed but mm-hmm. also I'm there to see okay, you're getting it, but you're not really telling me I'm going to engage even more, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think we missed that. And, and like you said, the side conversations, right? Mm-hmm. So I I am a person who's done way too many trade shows mm-hmm. um, in my life, and I like them. I don't necessarily like doing everyone that comes to me now. Mm-hmm. What I realized I missed was the side conversations, mm-hmm. right? And, right. And we're all going out to lunch or there's a break, mm-hmm. and you know, I just want to get to know your story. And then it turns mm-hmm. out, too, that's a long Mm-hmm. term lifelong you know business partner of mine because right. we just had a conversation about hockey mm-hmm. or baseball or you know as how you did during covid and mm-hmm. um you know those are the things that i think i just miss is the human touch mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. yeah we all run businesses but you know how are you doing how did right. you get through all of it right. i, I yeah. love that mm-hmm. yeah. you know i think probably all the micromanagers of the world their heads went <laughs> you know, I mean, because, oh, I just, I can't imagine if you were a micromanager and all of a sudden you had nobody to micromanage, um, mm. you know, and, and, and we saw the disastrous things with people saying, you know, putting the programs on people's computers that counted their keystrokes. And so then, you know, <laughs> okay, they're putting their two-year-old there, you know, and, and I'm you know, guilty of tricking that system years ago. So oh yeah. I, I mean, there's, there's lots of ways that, that you can get around those things and, you know, it's all you have to do is Google it. So it's, it's not a complicated thing. And and I had somebody who was talking to me about that. And he said, I, I don't trust my employees to get their work done. And I said, if you don't trust them there, do you trust them in the office? And I said, because if it's that you don't trust them, then you shouldn't have them working for you, period. Um, Absolutely. You know, and, and so it was, and, and he'd actually never thought about that. And he realized, he said, you know what, there are some folks that do need to go. Um, he said, because you know, they, they needed, even in the office, it was, are you going to get your work done? Are you going to get your work done? Is it right? You know, all of those various things, but he'd kept them around for whatever reason. And I said, you know, it's really hard right now to let people go. I mean, just the guilt trip alone. But I said, you know, if you, if you don't trust them to work anywhere, then you shouldn't have them employed. Yeah. And, you know, I'm very, very happy you brought that up because it's, again, I say ethos a lot, but it's our culture. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's not easy to manage. I'll be the first right. one to say that. Mm-hmm. So we are a true meritocracy. Mm-hmm. Um, that is how we our culture is defined. We are mm-hmm. a meritocracy. We are autonomous, but we take personal responsibility. Mm-hmm. So other than myself and uh, you know, really the the forward facing people to uh, to the public mm-hmm. are on the normal. You know, for me, six to six or whatever it is, but the normal eight to five. Mm-hmm. Um, like Andrew, for instance, um, and our operations team and some of our marketing teams. Uh, 
they don't have set hours. Right. They literally will come in from nine to two, go home and work from six to 11. Right. Right. And we encourage that because they've been the most efficient possible right. because they're the well, And when they're dealing with people in all different time zones, I mean, that's the other thing that, that gets that added complication, especially if you're dealing internationally. Yeah. I just, we want to foster, like I said, is we're not, we have the luxury now that we can pull from any talent mm-hmm. pool in the U S mm-hmm. um, and that's really where our markets are is that, but with that is we understand the current market, mm-hmm. right? We understand that you have to offer something more than just money. Mm-hmm. Right. And it, it's going to be a weighing of the two, mm-hmm. but the biggest thing is, is that, you know, I want to provide and Andrew wants to provide people who work with us, something that not only they're proud of, but they wake up in the morning they want to work towards mm-hmm. because they feel like they're involved, right. but they understand that, the first thing, go be a family, mm-hmm. go be that person that's there mm-hmm. for your kids, go to a baseball mm-hmm. game, go do all those things because you know what? I know I'm going to get it back tenfold. Right. Right. And never feel judgment mm-hmm. or guilt that you mm-hmm. did that. And that's why we preach it every mm-hmm. week on any of our meetings mm-hmm. is, Hey, what do you got going on personally? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Fantastic. Go to that event. Go do that. I'll take this right. work on for you. You take mm-hmm. that on for me mm-hmm. because why else do it? It's mm-hmm. not for the money. Mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, we're all not going to go to our graves and say, oh, yeah, I still have all of this money. And it's going to come with me. Just mm-hmm. live yeah. a good life mm-hmm. and do the right thing. That mm-hmm. is really what we do. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and uh, we mentioned that you and I are both part of C-Suite Network. And I'm going to, you know, mm-hmm. get a little commercially here for C-Suite Network because obviously we think that it's it's a good organization. But you said something a little bit ago, and I want to come back to it. And that's the premise of the give. And that is something definitely that that C-Suite always does. And so tell us a little bit more about the give. Yeah. So um, I cannot say enough about C-Suite. They've been impressive from day one. And and any CEO or executive that has been lured like I have to groups that are like this and it gets a little boring, this is not that. This Mm -hmm. is truly an environment for us all to grow and, you know, uh, for our us to, you know, basically bring value to each other because mm-hmm. it's literally just us, mm-hmm. right? We run our organizations. Um, but yeah, the give, it, it's big for C-Suite. It's big for us is that, you know, give back and don't expect anything in return, right? Um, karma is a wonderful thing, but just as a good person, if, mm-hmm. for instance, we we do a lot with entrepreneurs and now we're going to do even more C-Suite is that I want to tell you my entire story. I want to give you resources mm-hmm. that I never had because no one told me the truth of mm-hmm. what it's like to be an entrepreneur. They mm-hmm. were only told me the good things. Um, I, I want to steer people in a direction that gives them value and purpose in their life and to be mm-hmm. successful. And that is what this group is. Mm-hmm. We do this every single time we meet. We do this every single week when we're on Zoom. Um, that ultimately it is, what can I help you with? Mm-hmm. What can you help me with? I'm struggling with this in my organization. I have to be that rock. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately I can now go to my peers and say, I, I'm dealing with this problem. And they come back and say, oh, this is how I dealt with it. Call this right. person. Mm-hmm. Right. It is, it, it's definitely been the most amazing environment that I've ever been in as a professional. Right. You know, and years ago I discovered Bob Berg and his go-giver concept. Um, and I've met Bob and I've had him on the program several times. I mean, you talk about one of the absolute most wonderful, delightful people in the world. I mean, he is just the, the epitome of graciousness. And I asked him one time, I said, okay, you know, about giving and giving and giving. And he said, wait, he said, it is important to give, but it's also important to not getting, to not get taken advantage of. And I think that's sometimes where people get caught up as they think I'm giving away what we used to say, giving away the farm. No, you know, you're helping where you can but as Bob said, not being taken advantage of, um, you know, but, but also, as you said earlier, not expecting something in return. And I think that's the key is to give from the heart, to give from your soul. And, you know, maybe the next time you need something, somebody will be there for you. I think, uh, I think I know, cause I've experienced just like any other entrepreneur, um, not even entrepreneurs, just people in life is that you, you come into interactions or you meet people, right? Mm-hmm. And at the time, you don't necessarily perceive value. It might be forced conversation, um, but just be a good person, mm-hmm. right? Be a memorable, positive mm-hmm. person. Don't be negative. Don't be, because don't waste your life doing that. Right. And then five years later, you meet that person. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden there's a business deal. There's, mm-hmm. you know, they were a physician mm-hmm. I didn't know. And now they're treating my son or my daughter, mm-hmm. right? 
if you waste time in your life being negative and you waste time being a skeptic, mm-hmm. um, I would encourage you to find a better group. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would inter- encourage you to keep learning mm-hmm. and putting yourself around those who are positive mm-hmm. and, and encourage you. Because when you do that, all of a sudden you realize there is literally unlimited potential and right. there are similar people like you mm-hmm. um, that really just want to give you everything that they have and, and, and don't expect anything in return. Mm-hmm. So it, it has been I'm very, very lucky to have found this group. Mm-hmm. And I'm very, very committed to uh, to growing them and giving them out mm-hmm. to as many people as possible. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, it is for any level of, you know, it, it is called C-suite network. I am a CEO. <laughs> you know, I'm here in my spare bedroom. Um, you know, and, and so it's not the the billion dollar industries. Yes, there are some some big movers and shakers that are part of it, but it is for anybody <clears throat> that that is, you know, it, it, it wants to 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 get ahead in business the right way. Yeah, and and again, that that's the best point of this entire hour is is like I said earlier is my my biggest give as a mentor and what I pursue to help other people is Mm -hmm. not have to do what I did right Mm -hmm. the hard route right Mm -hmm. um is that this is what this was I thought c-suite always was the 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 walmarts of the world the Mm -hmm. private equity is like this small Mm -hmm. group no it's really more of the entrepreneurs who are Mm -hmm. starting or have a small company right and then we have sprinkled in several of those who've done it before Mm -hmm. or have exited multiple Mm -hmm. companies and failed twice and did it right on the third time and that's really what it's there for is like, oh, hey, you didn't know that you could, like for me, I'm a big person on automation and, and, mm-hmm. and tech stuff to, you know, to make things efficient. Oh, you don't have to hire nine people for that. This mm-hmm. software system does that. You can hire one good person and treat them fantastic, mm-hmm. right? That's the difference between them succeeding and failing mm-hmm. because they've never done that kind of a scale before. And they realize now, oh, there's other resources. Mm-hmm. That's what this group is. It's just right. to share ideas and, and, and resources to make everybody as successful right. as possible. Right. And they did pivot the right way. Um, you know, all of their online opportunities are are absolutely fantastic. And you don't always have to be a member of C-Suite Network mm-hmm. to take advantage. And, and so, you know, I encourage folks to, to check that out. Well, speaking of checking things out, oh my gosh, we are almost at the top of the hour. And so, you know, tell us a little bit more about the services that you provide and how people can, can reach out to you. Yeah. So um, really, we're focused on the employee retention tax credit. Mm-hmm. And, and in short, you know, we've talked a little bit about it, but really, if you haven't looked at it, I encourage you to go uh, talk to us or your CPA as we work with them. Uh, go to our site, which is the C-suite, ERCtaxcredit.com, mm-hmm. um, C-suite. Uh, and you can look at how much the credit could apply to you. Uh, but also, if you want to go at it on your own, I mean, it really is an informational site with IRS guidance. I mean, we encourage people. I don't care how you do it. Mm-hmm. Just take advantage of the money uh, um, if you actually qualify for it. Right. But uh, we are 100% uh, you know, risk-free, we say. Uh, but it's we will never charge anything unless there's actually a, a credit. And we want to make sure that people have this. And so right. uh, we will do everything for you mm-hmm. until the day that you get that check. It's mm-hmm. exactly what we said because we only do things the right way. And then we would mm-hmm. never want anything that we didn't earn. So, mm-hmm. um, But outside of that, uh, the business interruption um, and litigation finance firms, it's a, a smaller piece, but if you are an attorney that is looking for um, capital for your firm to grow, um, feel free to contact us mm-hmm. at archetypecp.com mm-hmm. um, and also archetypeadvisory.com for business interruption claims. I love it. And how do people connect with you? LinkedIn is the best way. You okay. are a big proponent of LinkedIn and I mm-hmm. appreciate it. It's where I live and breathe. Uh, so on LinkedIn, you can find me. Um, so there's Archetype uh, Consulting Group is our tag name. Um, and then uh, you can find me at, and I can send out a link, but it's LinkedIn and it's Doug M is the, the, the end mm-hmm. for the, the URL. So mm-hmm. uh, feel free. I am open. Connect with me. Ask me any questions. I am an open book and I would love the conversation. Perfect. I love it. I love it. You know, and, and it's funny because we were all thinking, oh, we're talking about taxes. This has been a great conversation, um, you know, and, and, you know, because as you said, we want anybody who qualifies to get their money. I mean, you know, that's, that's the important thing. And yes, there's paperwork involved. This isn't, you know, pennies from heaven. This, you know, there's, there's a little bit of work to it. And, and so I do encourage people to go to, I'm going to have to look it up again to get this right. Um, C-suite-erc-taxcredit.com. Um, and that'll at least start the process. And, and so please go there. You know, it, it has been a great conversation. And, and Doug, I think, you know, in, in maybe another year, we should chat again because there will be a whole bunch of new stuff to talk about, right? Always. And, and for us, um, we're focused on this, but for all of our clients, uh, any tax creditor stimulus that comes out, 
uh, for any given amount of time, we monitor that for our clients. So if in a year something comes out, I'll be the one to proactively alert you. Uh, you don't have to read the fine print or wait for the news to come out. So, uh, you know, feel free to call us, ask us about anything where, where there really is a resource and to serve our clients. Perfect. I love it. Well, do you have any final thoughts for everybody? Yes, non-tax related. Um, so Perfect. my biggest encouragement to, to anybody who's listening to this or anybody who stumbles upon it is that the environment has changed drastically and we're a perfect example of that mm -hmm. is we do things for the right reasons. We help those who are, you know, don't have the ability to help themselves. But um, if you're thinking about being an entrepreneur, now is the best time to do it. And I know it's scary out of COVID, but there is more resources than you know. So go find a mentor mm -hmm. like I did and I was lucky enough to have mm -hmm. um, and reach your potential versus just trying to live your life for retirement. I strongly encourage people to do that. Perfect. I love it. I love it. Well, Doug, I can't wait until we talk again because this this really has been so much fun and such great information. Um, and and you know, until then, I'm Deb Creer. I've been having a fabulous conversation with Doug Mayer. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.